Welcome out there. What's good, people? What's good? It's Rich. It's Stone. It's Gobble Gobble Day. <laughs> guys are out there with family you can't stand, eating lots of fat food to be comforted in these times. I see y'all, and I feel y'all. I, too, am back here drinking my beverage of choice, beer, kicking back, afraid of my parents, <laughs> the disappointment I am in their lives, hoping that one day... When they leave this mortal plane, they'll finally be free. Damn, dude. I know. It's very dark. That is dark times. Dark. <laughs> dark times. I don't want them living long. My taxes going to them. They need to go away. They aren't part of the workforce. They need to go. That's my inner Republican, by the way. Well, damn. Okay, man. And on that note. On that note. Uh... Yeah, we, I, I just see all the unsubscribes. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to get a little dark, you know? This would this, be, so this is our Slayer episode. <laughs> right now, what we're talking about, it's the, I don't know, let, let's throw this out there, 32nd anniversary of Rain and Blood. So you're talking about Satanism and other happy things, you know, the normal. Are you a day one? Are you still with us? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, no, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up um, next week in, in America. Uh, shout out to all you non-Americans who yes. don't know what we do. Like they 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 don't understand. Yeah, it's 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 a long, complicated holiday of where you know supposedly the pilgrims are really thankful for making it to this new world, and you know, and on the flip side is the basically I guess the Native American Genocide Day also. Stay woke. Stay woke. <laughs> And turkey genocide. They're killing. They're killing. They're killing animals and people out there. But uh, but anyway, in this tradition, you know, we, we gather. We we're thankful for certain things. And being this is a music podcast, we've decided to look deep, deep, deep into our musical hearts and think about what we've been thankful thankful for in our existence. What gets us through the day? Yeah. What makes us live? What gives us gives us hope in these dark times? Very true. Very true. So uh so yeah, let's let's kinda go through what we're thankful for, what we're thankless for. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna kick it off because uh, you know, why not? I'm thankful for Drake. Drake. Thankful for Drake. Drake. Yeah, like, you know, I think the Canadians celebrate their Thanksgiving like two weeks before we do. He's, so he's Canadian? I thought he's Dominican now. <laughs> <laughs> He's got songs with Bad Bunny. He's got a little Papa Chilo thing happening. He's, a, he's the biggest chameleon. Oh. Uh, no, so so first off, I'm thankful for Drake because every time we we put Drake in a title, like our like listens spike up. Oh, so this is so this is officially titled the Thankful for Drake episode. Yeah, exactly. Drake, 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 Drake. <laughs> That's all it's going to be. That's the, the complete title of the episode. Uh, <laughs> But no, it's kind of crazy. It's you know, like, like every time I look at, you know, like a a, a year, like it, it feels incomplete without a Drake song. Yes, <laughs> I don't know what it is about. Like you know, he taps into some type of mantra or whatever in our souls. But like, you can't stop singing. You, like, you can't stop singing a hum along to a Drake song. Yeah, and it, there's a there's a weird thing which we don't really realize. He really is a lot of rappers like your Eminem's, right? Superstar rapper comes out, bam, gargantuan album disappears for three or four years. Yeah, Drake never goes never anywhere. Goes Even when he disappeared and he was like for like a year, I feel like he was still on. You know, there were other songs coming out. Yeah, like Drake is has continuously been part of the conversation because he doesn't. Drake is always working. <laughs> Drake is just a bot somewhere. Computer-generated holograms flying around. Yeah, <laughs> and he's always he's always winning. 
He's always winning. Like, like it's, it's like, the algorithm. The algorithm knows what the works. The algorithm works. Yeah, like, it's, like, like, and it's crazy too because, like, I, I feel like he has to have data scientists on his team. Like, OVO has to have the data science division. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes there as a whole bunch of guys wearing Supreme for the fucking. <laughs> He's huge fucking fucking Max. You know, like, uh, do you hear like he bought a gaming company? Which, yes, an E-team, a e yes, a, yeah. a sports league. Uh, yeah, yeah, E-sports yeah, e e league. Like, yeah. like the, the dude's making moves. Like, 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 if you wake up and, you you know, you're like, you know what? I'm taking the L today. You know, just like look at Drake. That's yeah. all the inspiration you need. Drake is always forever, forever working. Forever working. <laughs> Um, and I feel like in Drake's defense, even though he's had a very interesting year, you could make the argument where I think it's fascinating about Drake. A testament to Drake also is he's had a, musically, it's been a pretty good year. It's been a good year. Like, I, I would make the argument, obviously, like, all double albums, it was hit and miss at times. Yeah. But overall, in Scorpion, you had some great tracks. Like, you, there was a there was a fantastic single album there. Like, probably one of Drake's best, Buried and all that. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, like, and the, and the funny thing about Drake is, like, the whole Pusha thing, it's like it's almost like it didn't happen. Yeah, no, it's weird. And even because <laughs> uh, Pusha played uh, Camp Flagna, which was the the yeah yeah yeah, and then how apparently they, I guess the sound guy or who, I wouldn't be the sound guy, whoever does the visual, the visuals put a fuck Drake up on there and he was mad. And it's weird because like you know even Pusha has kind of moved beyond that now. Yeah, so yeah. it's just kind of like he's the winds kind of keep on coming. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So, uh, yeah, what are you thankful for, man? What I am thankful for? Well, ironically enough, I am thankful for, and you're going to love this one, I am thankful for Sheck West. Mm. I'm thankful for Sheck West because Sheck West reminds me of, because I, 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 had, I had epiphany, because uh, that thing is going viral. It's like number nine on Billboard Top 100. That's crazy. And uh, basically, like, you see it, it, it gets played on stadiums. Yeah. Like fucking... Like it's Queen, <laughs> yeah. like we will rock you. Like yeah, everybody singing along. Unfortunately, like Caucasians adding the N word along to it. Unfortunately, <laughs> Sheck West wasn't his eye wasn't towards radio viability <laughs> with the song. Unfortunately, but it's something where um, I think what's interesting is that even in today's because the thing is Sheck West and we've kind of discussed our love for the album, but I think where I kind of want to go back to is the fact of where even though he's somebody where you know he got co-signed from Kanye. He was kind of already kind of breaking into, into modeling when he dropped it. What's cool about the album is it's got an urgency to it and kind of like a street level vision yeah. to it, which you don't really hear in hip hop at all. Outside of your basically your old school New York City rappers that they thrive on that. Going back, let's say your Wu Tangs or your Rock Marcianos or even your Freddie Gibbs, there's no flossing at all. Yeah. It also brings to mind how, like, like, like I kind of said, how the song so popular is being played in sports stadiums. It reminds me of a callback to. Waka Flocka Flocka Valley. <laughs> How you've got this like this young type producer and basically this 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 hungry rapper where he may not be the most technically proficient, but he's got this aggression and it's all about just getting you amped up. And kind of like how like Flockavelli was just there probably in like every high school and college and being played and you know thousands of Walkmans out there. Was it what I can't even say Walkmans? Probably Dismans. Was that was the MP3 era? iPod. iPod era. iPod era. And same thing with kind of Sheck West. So it's kind of kind of cool to see, like, a, even though a lot of wordsmiths won't give him respect, see a street record, a genuine ass street from the gutter. There's no there's no big talks of big chains. There's no big whips in Sheck West. Yep. It's just a dude out there, you know, just thugging it out, trying to make shit happen. And it's, and it's cool to kind of see, 
like that kind of music kind of bubble up. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, your Migos flossing. One can only floss so much <laughs> in a Migos blouse. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Um, you know, I am thankful for Cardi B. Cardi B. Cardi B. Cardi B. Like, you know, like, like she's had an amazing year this year. Like, she's doing doing her thing. Um, you know, she's she's like just having like living her best life, you know? Yes. But she's also keeping <laughs> Nicki Minaj in check. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, she's setting off Nicki Minaj almost like, you know, CNN sets off Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, I'm thankful for her because like seeing Nicki Minaj get set off is for some reason like joyous it's to me. It's fascinating. Like I listen to Nicki Minaj's radio show, her Beats One show. And it's literally kind of like, it's almost like Trumpian. It's almost like, yo, you're the, I'm the best. I'm a blah. And then like, there's somebody like, who's like on a street team or whatever. Like, yeah, Nikki, tell them why you're the best. <laughs> tell them, ma, tell them. <laughs> and you see her being put in the corner and you kind of see how she's, she's reacting. And she's kind of like, you know, she's saying, well, Trump reacted this, this week of like the whole like midterms and whatever. Like, yeah, we're seeing them kind of like, you know, decomposing. And I say I wish for their like, well, I wish for Trump's ill will. But I'm like, I'm not Absolutely. wishing for like Nicki Minaj ill will. But it's kind of like it's, it's, you know, hopefully like somebody like Kari will, will you know, get her on her toes and get her back to making amazing music again. Like yeah, that's no. my, 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 my like overall like hope is that that happens. Yeah. No, like similar to like Jay-Z and, and, you know, obviously we, we could make the argument about who won that war between him and Nas, but I don't think there's an argument to be made that, you know, before takeover Nas was kind of, you know, losing a little steam. Yeah. And after takeover, he dropped one of his, you know, best albums in his discography was stillmatic. So I, I think with, with, with what gets me from the menage is the, is the unfortunate fact of where, and I kind of get it, I think she's at a space of where, being a woman, she's been fighting for her rightful recognition, Yeah, and it's, it wears on you. So at a certain point, you're just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And I think it's, I think it's a good thing. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's time for women to kind of stand up, especially in hip-hop, because I feel like they kind of get thrown to the grinder. And so it's cool to kind of see somebody saying, look, I'm here... I'm going nowhere. This is the way it is. Unfortunately, what I don't like about it is, that, and I, I think it could be a lot of it, it's it's also, I think, the media. Like how it could only be one. Where yeah. I, it, I feel like it's unfortunate because it would be nice to have Nicki Minaj and a Cardi B. But it feels like, you know, all the think pieces, even when Cardi B came out, was kind of like, you know, this or that, this or that. You know, vanilla ice cream or chocolate ice cream. You can't have both. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. But but I think like the the biggest thing with, with this this whole kind of beef is like Nick uh, Cardi B is kind of just living her life. Yes, you know, like and Nikki sees Cardi as a threat just because of who she is, and not you know, you know, they was they weren't coming at each other. It's like you know, Cardi B was living her life, you know. Um. And of course, yeah, like you have like the backdrop of the media and society and their sexism, and you know we we kind of want them to duke it out and and cat fight. Yeah, you know, like like when they did actually cat fight, like that that was like a you know people love they salivated. Yeah, <laughs> when they saw that, you know, um, and I I I don't wish either one of them ill will. I just I I just you know 
I don't know uh, why I take such joy in somebody being put up against a corner <laughs> you know, and, and overreacting to things. I don't know why it's, it's so joyful for me. Um, and it has nothing to do with like their gender. Like I said, like Trump is the same exact same way, you know? Um, but it, it's, I, I think, you know, for sheer entertainment value, it's kind of interesting to see. Um, but no, man, you know, like, like I wish them both. Well, I, I wish, I, you know, I hope Nicki Minaj, you know, kind of and we've talked about this before like you know hope that she just kind of uh realizes her place you know in terms of like uh hip-hop you know royalty and she submits that place yeah and and kind of like you know just not worry about you know somebody like cardi b or like whatever like just like or for travis scott or whatever just like do her damn thing yeah you know and like she'll be like her legacy will be more intact the more she kind of focuses on that as opposed to focusing on some of these other people who are just trying to further her careers. Yeah, and and I think she's got a fan base. It's not like it's the thing is she's she's transcended so much. It reminds me of how like uh like like if you if you ever go into that weird horrible world of social media or Twitter, like there's certain people you can't talk bad about because they'll come out. You know, you could the extreme probably be like your let's say your Beyonces, your yeah. Lady Gagas, where. Literally, there's an army of people out there where if you talk shit bad to them, wow, that's it. Your 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 mentions are done. You know, they're calling you. They're calling your job. They got this the terror, terrorist threats at your you know your place of employment. You know, what I'm saying they come out getting your kids. And so what sucks is the fact of where she's hit this pantheon where she's got her fans, and yeah. you'll see them kind of battling back and forth. How unfortunately she kind of like kind of threw darts at that one music reviewer like like over the summer. And how they kind of went at her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's she's in the space of where she's she's kind of beyond all the petty shit. She should be way beyond all the petty shit. She needs no, to kind of take a, take a page of like let's say basically you know Jay Z. Jay Z is the god MC. Jay Z will only come down and speak to us mortals <laughs> whenever he's got something to sell to us. Besides that, he's back in the heavens. I think it's unseemly. I, I think of Nicki Minaj also. I think it's a space for like I want to see New York New York rappers kind of win also. I, I think it's time for us to kind of come back us obviously as, as a New York City rapper. <laughs> but I, I think it's a time of where there needs to be kind of a balance. And I think somebody like Nicki Minaj who's a definitely a dope wordsmith who definitely cares about bars and who does well over down south beats where I think there's no reason why she can't be dropping dope shit, you know what I'm saying? No. I feel like like the like the, the new Nicki, Nicki Minaj song um, with her, 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 unfortunately, apparently her co-writer, I forget the name of that track, where it bumps and it hits in the street kind of way where Nicki Minaj should be doing that same exact thing also. Like, there's no reason why going back to even like, a, like even though it's, it's kind of different but not, like Sheck West, where Sheck West comes out there, drops that little street album about street shit. Nicki Minaj is a dope rapper. She could do the same exact thing also. And I, I think it'd be great for her to see, to come out in that kind of way. And you see somebody like, let's say, City Girls, who, even though it's a little different, it's more Miami, it's more booty music, but it's still just like, you know, we're we're unapologetically female. Yeah. Repping feminism, repping female yeah. in a very kind of angry, boisterous, in your face kind of way. Yeah. There's no reason why Nicki Minaj can't be doing that same shit also. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know what's so funny? There's another podcast that was talking about City Girls and how, how like they're like on the low getting Nicki Minaj's, like, attention. And apparently, like, Nicki Minaj is kind of, like, not really, like, going after them, but, like, keeping, like, an eye in the corner. <laughs> but they should. And, and, and not to, because the thing is what's cool about City Girls is the fact of where, like I said, they're, they are just, 
they don't give no fucks. They don't give no fucks, and they don't give no fucks I mean, in a way. I mean, in jail, yeah. so. Yeah, and, 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 they, and the way they do it is they do it without a place where it's not a male gaze. They aren't really selling anything. Like, you know, obviously they're young, obviously they're pretty, but they aren't out there selling sex the way Nicki Minaj is forced to. You feel like she's kind of forced to at times. Yeah, no, I feel you. You know, they're, they're just young and ratchet, and it's kind of cool where Nicki Minaj should be, maybe not young and ratchet, mature and ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> Calculated in her ratchetry. But there's a space for her to kind of do that, and and I think that particularly with a, you know what you know what it is too, I think we kind of diss like a Drake, I think we kind of diss Jay Z. Let's say ten years ago was doing this also where they kind of swagger attack other artists and kind of hop on their remixes and do things like that. And I think Nicki Minaj might be able to take a page of that and do more shit like that. Like why can't she do a, a fucking song with City Girls? No, I feel you. Yeah, I, feel and you. I, I think it's I think it's the problem with her is the fact that she's kind of locked away in that dungeon and she doesn't have that. Yeah. Opportunity to kind of branch out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, what are you thankful for? I am thankful for the resurgent West Coast. Okay. Going back to my little thing about Nicki Minaj, you know, while we're out here, you know, all, all us old New York City people, you know what I'm saying? I, I, yo, you, want, you know, we're rocking out here in a baggy jeans with our Tim's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just, bought, I just bought some Carhartt yesterday. I swear to God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> While we're out here chilling, it feels like the West Coast is kind of adapting and kind of they're pushing the music forward in a way that's very West Coast, but still true to themselves. Mm. Like, you know, like YG is going to go on tour next year, has a big tour planned. You've got obviously, you know, you always you always have TDE. Yeah. But you also have your Vince Staples dropped a fantastic, a fantastic record last week. Yeah. And it apparently has four more planned before the end of the year. So you've got all these dudes kind of just dropping dope stuff. And I, I'm kind of happy that where. It, it feels that with the West Coast, where they've adapted and kind of moved forward in ways that New York is still kind of slacking. Yeah, no, 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 definitely, yeah. definitely. And, and the thing is, is because the fact of where it's almost as if where with West Coast, they've let go of the idea of the way they have to be West Coast. You look at something like Vince Staples, where, you know, he's rapping over, weird, if he wants to, he's rapping over weird electro beats. Yeah. You know, he maybe he, he may do some shit where it almost sounds like he could pop on a Calvin Harris song. Yeah. But he may do some shit whereas it's basically pure crippling shit. Yeah. It's like they're very comfortable in their shoes. You've got YG. Speaking of literally shoes, YG shows up wearing daddy shoes and fucking daddy dress socks <laughs> and the tightest jeans ever, jean shorts, I should say. Yeah. And he still is gangster as fuck. Yeah. And it's something where I, I feel that. With the West Coast, they're more experimental and true to themselves oh, yeah. than the way a lot of New York City rappers are. Not to say that there isn't a really good New York City underground. There is. But I think a lot of the mid-tier acts and the big acts are willing to shake the paradigm up much, much more than New York is. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And it's, it's kind of weird, too, because, like, <laughs> uh, I might be watched, but, like, there's not, outside of, like, maybe a Sheck West, there's not, like, a lot of buzz in new york there's not you know uh in terms of you know underground and in terms of you know yeah. like, like like just emerging artists there's not you know it, it seems like it, you know <laughs> it's kind of like a graveyard out here yeah so uh, yeah no i mean you know like like the west coast <laughs> is it, it, it's in this, it's almost like a pendulum you know like new york was popping east coast was popping say like five ten years ago not only in hip hop, but like you know, they're doing the hipster shit and doing you know, like you know, electro, like all the Brooklyn acts that are coming out, like TV and the radio, like 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 yeah, like yeah, that yeah, whole ecosystem, yeah. like MIA, Diplo, like yeah. that whole East Coast ecosystem was like popping ten years ago, and now all those people migrated to the West Coast. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> yeah, across the board. Yeah, and and, it's, and I think it's something where it's, it's something where I think New York has to kind of regain it, and I and I and you see people.
people trying, like, and I don't want to say always succeeding. Like, I feel like maybe that's what ASAP Rocky's trying to do with his whole weird, I'm a rapper, but not a really rapper type stuff. Yeah. And everything else. But I think it's kind of what's awesome is that generally, if there's a new West Coast hip hop act, you know, it's it, it feels like, oh, this, 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 it, it gives me the same feeling that I felt let's say years ago when yeah. it was like a new East Coast type record. Yeah. And I, and I think it's a testament less to them kind of, I, I think it's less of them kind of being held by going back to my jokes about the Carhartt and the Tims where you've got this certain kind of ethic, ethos you have to put out there. You've got to rep New York, son. You got to be this, you got to be that. West Coast is like, fuck it, dude. It's like, you know, it's a space of where, you know, you could be doing West Coastian type things. Yeah. And still, again, like like YG, wear fucking ashy legs and daddy socks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's something where they give them a space to kind of play with that. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely thankful for what's been popping on the West Coast. And going back to I don't think we had a chance to talk about the new Vince Staples record. Fantastic. Where? Yeah, fantastic. Where? Last, like, um, 22 minutes. It's basically scheduled like, and going back, very West Coastian because you've got um, Big Boy. So it's basically the, the theme is that it's Big Boy Radio Station. So he's going through all his tracks. And somewhere in there, he throws a Tiger song, and he throws in a Elsewhere song, <laughs> like this little snippets. And it's kind of cool. And going back to the West Coast, where you've got Tiger and Earl Sweatshirt on the same album, and it's not fucking weird. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Where yeah. that would never happen in New York. You would never see fucking, you know, like a fucking, like, let's say, Sheck West hopping on a fucking track or fucking, like... Try to think of who's a, who's a pop New York. Do we even have any pop New York City rappers anymore? Shit, we don't even have that. We don't even have. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> He's got nothing. <laughs> fuck. Wah, wah. Damn, New York, you suck. <laughs> Somebody, I guess we'll have to put all our faith in Takashi Six Nine. That's the New York City savior. Look, I need Takashi Six Nine's lawyer. He's got off of two like two oh, yeah, uh, real charges. Two two real charges. Yeah, that yep. dude should be in jail. Holler at me. Holler. I got I got I got some I got some scams. I'm trying to lose some money. I got, I got talk to me. Uh, he's got the magic. Uh, well, you know it's actually kind of interesting because I'm I'm actually thankful for like like you know talking about cities outside New York. <laughs> thankful for Chicago. Interesting. Chicago, you know what? Like some of the most interesting projects I've heard over the past few years are from Chicago. I can't deny that at all. Like the Saba album that we we all love. Um shoot. Uh who's who's the artist I was listening to the other day? Uh Aaron Allen Kane, yeah. who I fucking love. No name you had no dropped name. the best new, new album of 2018. Yeah, no name is out of Chicago. Like Chicago is like that underground there is just booming right now. And like there's like there's left and right, left and right. They're just like throwing out like like artists, and and it's cool too because it's 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 very like obviously you have Chance who's kind of like you know like the new Godfather you know kind of taking over you know Kanye since Kanye's in Calabasas right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a cool move, man. It's something I wish I, that that will happen in New York, like super organic. It's super just chill. It's a it's almost like a community, it's a collective of people. You know, they all are kind of like I wouldn't say, you know, they're all like, you know, one big happy family, but it just kinda of seems like there's a support system there. Yeah. Um, there's a structure there. And there's just people like doing like really cool shit. You know, and they they're they're supporting each other and, and, and doing that. And I feel like, you know, that's what New York really, really needs. Yes, agreed. You know, um so yeah, no, shout out to Chicago, you know. Like I, I, I'm always impressed like 
you know, I'll listen to an artist and they was like, oh, they're from Chicago. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and <laughs> and honestly, they've had a they've had a weird ones too because you can make the argument that you know, the the New York City, even though obviously it all boils down to southern beats, southern rapping, a lot of that drill that's basically moved over to New York, moved over to London, is basically Chicago. Like, yeah. it's the Chief Keith was the ground zero of just basically, you know, yeah. we'll take trap and just, just angry, everything, angry, angry everything. Yeah. Angry trap snares, angry trap drums, every, just, err. Uh. And then, so, honestly, even as far as, like, not even within the more artier circles, just street rap, they've been a leader. Oh, yeah, Like, you know, Chief Keith Finetto still goes, you know what I'm saying? Dude, Montana with 300 is probably one of my favorite rappers. Yeah, come on, you see, it's something... <laughs> So so, but like yeah. they they the, like those videos are amazing, and they do like they like there's a whole collective of people just like buying each other lyrically, like yeah, like that, that I've only seen that in Chicago, I've only seen that in Chicago. You know? <laughs> shout out shout to shout town, shout to the West Coast. Sorry, New York. <laughs> womp 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 womp. <laughs> and then I guess for me, the last thing I'm kind of like this thankful for is basically, I mean, it's gonna sound weird and it's cliche, but SoundCloud. SoundCloud is still out there. We, we, we almost lost. We, we keep on losing SoundCloud. SoundCloud's like the grandmother. That's like, you know, it's touch and go there sometimes, you know. Some some months is good. Some months is bad. But uh, it's something where just, it's just acts still coming out there. I think it's still coming out there. And it's it's always it's always endlessly entertaining for me. So the, the last thing I, I, I've been loving is is uh, Matt Ox. Okay. Matt Ox <laughs> is like a 13-year-old rapper. I don't know where you just find these it, it's 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 so foolish, but it's entertainingly <laughs> foolish. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just ignorant, it's ignoramus ass bars, but it's something where, and obviously, Lord knows, he's probably an industry plant. But in the heart of my heart, I'm hoping he really is a thirteen year old kid who's <laughs> 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 got like a front of garage bands. <laughs> And he's making these beats, and he's doing what he wants to do. He's like a twenty-five-year-old yes. son of an A and R. He's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> he's like living in a mansion in fucking Calabasas. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? He's got a fake Atlanta address and shit. <laughs> Whatever they do interviews for, like noisy. He's got to fly down, get in costume. You do a Google search on the address. It's like a UPS store <laughs> in Buckhead. <laughs> he's all like, yeah, you know, so and so. I was out there trapping with amigos. <laughs> we should do that. We should just like make a fake artist. Oh, that would be so easy. Like, like, oh. like I, I'm, I'm down for that. You oh no, it would be so. Know. Oh, I would love to write the story. Oh. <laughs> and, and you know, we should, actually, we should make the, we should make the elusive female white rapper. Well, we tried that. No, I'm saying, but we could do this for real. Does we'll, not does not compute. We could, we could definitely do they this. Try, they tried that. What we'll do is we'll get like we'll get like somebody who's like City Girls quality, like just extra rapid, you know, extra ratchet, extra on point, a like China doll, and then bam, we we'll put the press photos. Boom! Surprise, surprise! <laughs> on some Milli Vanilli shit. That's that's the future, man. <laughs> I gotta see what the algorithm says. <laughs> you have to, we have to consult the algorithm. <laughs> consult the algorithm. <laughs> oh man! All right. All right. So, uh, so new music. <laughs> yeah. What you been listening to, man? I've been listening to. Uh, so it came out a week ago. So I'm a little behind, but um. So ironically enough, in a world. <laughs> Of where basically songs in the world, in the world <laughs> where songs come out randomly and you know everything's produced and there's no real cohesion as far as I was concerned. A couple of weeks ago, you had two albums that popped out by uh, 
two distinctly different producers, but kind of related. Metro Boomin mm-hmm. dropped this album, and so did Swizz Beats. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I, miss, I miss the Swiss album. Yeah, Swiss, Swiss called Poison. And the thing is, it's interesting because for both, I feared to be just all right. Because I remember the Mike Wall made it album was just all right. Like that. Like they've had yeah. they've had moments. It's it's not it's not necessarily a new phenomenon. Like even in this current SoundCloud buy a beat on on fucking YouTube for like twenty bucks era, you saw these producer focused albums. What struck me is how well these albums were and kind of showed you what real producers can do. Mm-hmm. So, like with Metro Boomin, so you've got 21 Savage, who basically is, I like 21 Savage, but he's definitely the, the definition of a one note rapper. Yeah. But what's cool is you've got Metro Boomin there and he makes him shine. Like he's, he gives him beats that work well with what he does. Word. And across the project, Metro Boomin is still playing in trap. But he's giving, he's just making these, every song he felt like he sat with the artists in the studio and they made the songs together. Yeah. It wasn't just facts beats. Yeah. Like everything fit together. And he did something specifically with um, 21 Savage, which I love. And he's almost, and it's almost echoed word for word with Swiss Beats. So with 21 Savage, there's a song where basically he whispers. But, mm. but it's like basically like the Yin Yang Twins. <laughs> but the Yin Yang Twins, when they go out there and shoot your moms and your pets, <laughs> just, just menace. So basically the beat goes normal, 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 trap, 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 trap. And he drops it. So it's just bass drum, 808 hits, and him whispering murderous shit, right? Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. On the opposite, you've got Swiss Beats where there's a song with, um, of all people, Kendrick Lamar <laughs> and The Locks. The Locks? Exactly. So the locks are killing it. So it's basically boom bap. So bam, you got the boom bap drums going. You got this horn sample. Locks talking about again, you know, t- tying your grandmother up, you know, holding her for ransom until you bring up the kilos, you know, generic lock shit. So they have Kendrick on the hook. And as opposed to having Kendrick rap on the boom bap, he destroys the drums. So it was just basically horns. Hmm. So obviously Kendrick definitely knows how to play in that, you know, live funk jazz thing and Kendrick just kills the hook. So it's interesting where for both of them they know how to just basically tailor shit around the artist it's not just like alright here's 50 beats you pick the best beats yeah. uh, let's put it together so it out there they're actually producing these albums Wow. and so it's crazy because obviously on different spectrums but kind of very closely aligned enough where I laugh Young Thug is on both, on both albums doing entirely different things so Young Thug is in full Young Thug mode <laughs> and Metro Boomin but in fucking Swiss Beats, Young Thug is rapping in a regular voice on some like underground 19 year old like New York dude type wow. shit. So it's crazy to hear like just an album that's actually well fucking produced. Like yeah. it's not just people just fucking, you know, copying and pasting shit and fucking logic and fucking Ableton Live. So props to both of them. I'm not going to say that they're perfect. Yeah. Like they both have their flaws. I feel like with Metro Boomin, unfortunately, fantastic trap producer. Not not much of a of a reggaeton producer <laughs> or Afrobeat. Like he, he went a little bit outside of his wheelhouse. Oh, oh a little yeah. bit, but not, it's only two songs. Yeah, only two yeah, songs. No, that that that's yeah. funny. Only that's two funny. songs, but it's. It, I, I feel like that's where it's like Swiss would do. Yes, Swiss would like you well, know Swiss well, could probably go in that lane. Yeah, and Swiss be okay. could go in that lane. Yes, unfortunately, yeah. Swiss's lane where he can't go into is Swiss still thinks he's a rapper deep down inside. <laughs> <laughs> deep down inside, he still thinks he's a rapper, and unfortunately, he's not. 
thankfully the rapping doesn't detract too much from the project. But it was just interesting to hear like basically things that are anti-2018 drop and do really well. Yeah. Like these are, I won't say they're long, but they're full-size projects, like 13, 14 songs a pop. Yeah. You know, one producer, you know, it's a lot of artists. It's something where it could have easily decided to kind of phoned in. And I'm not going to say it's going to be a top 10 rap release for me this year, yeah. but definitely top 20. Like both of those go hard in the whip. I'll play them. And like even Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats, it's even though he plays in Boom Bap, there's songs that kind of like he's got some trap drums on there. He's expanding. Yeah. And even though Metro Movement is very much specifically trap, you don't really get that trap fatigue because sometimes it's a fucking almost a ballad. Sometimes yeah. it's some shit about, again, shooting you and your pet in the fucking foot, you know. <laughs> so he kind of balances them both out. Uh, poor pet. Yeah, poor pet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've been listening to uh, a really surprising hip hop al- album too. Uh, speaking of producers, the Alchemist album with uh, Currency and Freddie Gibbs Ooh. called Fetty. I heard about this one. It's really good. Yeah, it's really good. Like, and it's funny too because like like the Alchemist is kind of. You know, there's there's some like you know classic alchemist beats, but there's also some like like beats where he's like kind of out of his wheelhouse, kind of doing more like I would say like uh, Dungeon Family esque, you know, kind of song yes. beats. You know, just kind of like doing like different things. And then you have like Currency and Freddie Gibbs, um, two rappers that like I'm not huge fans of, <laughs> Freddie Gibbs. You know, but they kind of come together and it all works. And it's a, a great short project. It's only nine tracks. Wow. Which in this day and age is, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's only nine tracks. It's it's kind of like a, a an EP. It just seems like it's like these guys were probably like hanging out at the studio and they're like, yo, let's make an album. And then like they do it. Like it just seems like, like so random. Sorry, in a lot of ways, like, um, but it, it works, and like all the tracks are just banging, um, and they're and, and you know, look, if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm not not the hugest, biggest trap fan, so this is like more in my wheelhouse, which is more of like you know kind of like you know hip hop, but kind of has a southern Midwest yeah kind of uh, you know tint to it. And going back to your point, Alchemist is not really, even though he plays a lot in like very simple bass music, it's also very fucking weird. Like his beats can be, yeah, yeah. Like like he he does a lot of crazy weird things in his songs where it's not just like I'm just playing with samples and boom bap. No, it's it's definitely darker, definitely weirder. Yeah, yeah. And and this is like 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 I said, like everything complements complements each other. Um, you know, like, I, I, I didn't listen, get a chance to listen to the album like as deep as I wanted to, but like the first and second listens, I'm just like, wow, this is this is really good. Awesome. Um, it might be on my my top fifteen. A few more listens, we'll see if it cracks the top ten. But it's a really cool project. It's one of those things where I, it, it's it's kind of cool that this project project exists. Yeah, you know, because it just kind of seems like. You know, there's no singles on this project. There's no like real buzzy tracks on this project. It just seems that it's three people who got together who love music. They want to put out a track and like let's make it happen. Make it happen, nice. You know, so uh, so yeah, like that was on my uh, my playlist this week. Um, there's another artist. Are you familiar with this artist, Petit Noir? Yes, I've seen him live. It's very, very, very Damn, dope. Damn, dude, I'm so late. Yeah, no, he's it's 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 he's. I'm he's, so late. I thought I was like I was on something. Ah, uh, no, it's it's, it's 
<laughs> he's he's got a. I believe there he's got a. And I'm gonna confu- I'm gonna confuse. He's got a, a girlfriend who's also an artist, also, but not a musical artist. I believe she's either fashion or something. But they're right. like the perfect cutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a couple type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I just stumbled upon this um his EP, uh Black House EP, like uh last week, and I've been playing it over and over again. And it's really cool. It's really, really cool. Like I, I I've been fascinated about um artists from Africa because I think that like I still think that's like the next frontier. Yes. <laughs> like like there's kind of been like some some you know inroads into Africa and like African artists kind of working with American artists and things like that, and, but like it's not like the tsunami that's waiting. Yeah, and and in honesty, this shit is dope. It's it's dope. It's dope across. I've never I've never heard anything whack coming out. I've heard plenty of whack things coming out from out of the country. Unfortunately, <laughs> sorry France, sorry UK, <laughs> <laughs> but Africa is continuously this this flavor out at like nuts. Yeah, yeah, and this project is is really cool. Like. There's some tracks that are like, I would say, not a ripoff of TV on the radio, but I could hear a lot of of, of TV on the radio. I, I think it's because he's got that you know? that that black is a little gospely, a little. I mean, through an African lens, but I think it's because he's got that, and also at the end of the day, he's still an indie rock dude. Yeah, like when I saw him live, he had a huge ass guitar. You know, that's, yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. It's hard to kind of escape that sphere because TV and the radio is kind of they loom large in that space for such a long time. It's kind of yeah. hard not to, you know. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, like, um, I stumbled up on the track "Respect," R E S P E C T. You know, and basically, I kind of thought, of, you know, I was like, you know, just like I had it in the background, and I was like cooking or something or washing dishes. And I'm like, yo, is this a new TV on the radio song? Oh, snap! <laughs> and then that's how I found out this artist. Ah. Um, but it's it's, it's kind of cool because even if it is kind of a in the vein of TV on the radio, I mean, it's it's like we need more TV on the radio anyway, yeah. so <laughs> it works. You know, it's 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 dope. And and what I like about him is the fact of where there's a it's it's not. It's it's earnest. It's he's somebody where he reminds me a lot of, and this is gonna sound bad because I hate doing this kind of comparison, kind of like, oh, this guy sounds like this, but a lot of like Moses Sumney, where there's a there's a quiet strength to what he's doing, there's an artistry to what he's doing, where even though it sounds a little bit like the narrator, like I said, I, I think it's even it's, it's I think it's more I think it's more about us than it says about him. It is because you know he sounds you know he's got that certain kind of vocal inflection, but I think it's still something strictly unique. Like like oh, no, radio, it, yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's very know. unique. Because I, I get to him, it's like oh, it sounds indie rockish, but that's because you know that'd be funny. That was that was d- d- that loomed large in the American landscape for like fucking ten years. Yeah, no, yeah. And, and, you know, and and Blame Fire is a hot track. Yeah, like like it's it's very you know. It's kind of like uh, I wouldn't call it. I guess it's post punk. I don't know. Yeah, what, I don't know what these labels are, but yeah. it's just like it kind of. You know, it's almost like you know if you look at any of the DFA artists who are post punk. It, it you know it does. It's not punk per se, but it just goes hard. Yeah, <laughs> you can still mosh to it. <laughs> you can still punch somebody out to it. <laughs> Get them speeding tickets. <laughs> yeah, so like you know that's why I feel about like blame fire and respect. Um, you know, Danny Brown makes you know like an appearance on on Beach, which is actually a really cool product. Uh, probably the most unique song I think on, on the EP. Um, Saul Williams, my boy Saul Williams, is on this. You know, so it's like it's kind of cool to kind of see 
um, these artists from South Africa and Africa in general kind of like getting this respect where you, you do have this kind of cross-cultural collaboration. Um, and it's kind of cool to see, you know, again, like Danny Brown, Saul Williams, like, you know, these artists kind of like jumping on this uh, on this EP. Um, so it's really cool. Like, like TV on the rails, you know, comparisons regardless. Like, it's, it's a really cool uh, little uh, EP. And like, I was driving around... Um, you know, for the past like weekend, and like it, it passes the car test in a weird way. <laughs> it's like <laughs> How not, so. It's not like an 808 car test. It's just more like, yo, you fucking cut me off, like. Oh, you wanna go test. out there? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like an 808, like you know, you're thumping, you're like lean back, like it's more like, yo, like fuck, fuck the world. <laughs> We're going 90 on a freeway <laughs> car <laughs> test, you know, running so, from the cops. Uh, yeah, so uh, no, it's um, yeah, no, it's, it's a really cool project. Um, last time upon it, apparently I'm super duper late. Reg is. Uh, the hell, dude? I've, I've, it's, I'm out there in these in these streets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> every, every every Saturday, I look in my closet, see those that dusty pair of extra extra <laughs> nut hugger black jeans, those beautiful Converse, and I'm like, one more day. Reg is like, yo, do this. like that's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yo, we go way back. We go way- <laughs> uh, I have to pay my hips to dues, man. It's all about all about the music. <laughs> And on that note, and on that note, people, we're out there, you know, in this holidays, you guys stay safe, stay safe. You know what I'm saying? Maybe while you're out there eating that turkey, you know, everybody's arguing for each other. Maybe you go back there, put on that petite noir, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe you go out there, put on that Metro Boomin', you know what I'm saying? Maybe you go out there, put on some new shit that you're listening to, you know what I'm saying? Share the gift of music. Play the Metro Boomin' for your parents. Exactly. They'll you know, love it. They'll, they will absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly the song called Lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, guys, peace. Peace.